Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened, your tray table is in an upright and locked position, and that you are ready to get weird and think different. Please prepare for takeoff. my host dad tried to make out with me like every night and to be honest like it wasn't bad like everyone needs attention now and then was he where was this in costa rica and he was married just like it wasn't like a little kiss on the cheek type of thing it was like full on like i lived with him and his wife and his daughter and like he we didn't speak the state law he spoke spanish i spoke english the only words in spanish i knew was uno dos tres tequila but, like, I was, like, kind of just trying to vibe with him because, like, I don't know. We're living in the same house for fucking three weeks. I don't know if I said something or what, but next thing you know, he's, like, tonguing me down in the kitchen. So, like, that was weird for, like, half of a minute. But then we moved past it, and, like, the rest of the trip, I didn't leave my room to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Like, I peed in the cup. Some weird shit. But, like, Costa Rica was great. Beautiful country. How was, how was the goodbye? Like, does he still send you love letters? Um, this is really, like, really awkward, but he passed away. So, like, Mm. we're kind of, that's, that's, yeah, Ellen, I know, plot twist. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't commenting on my, like, Facebook pictures for a while, and I was like, maybe, like, he, maybe he's moved on. And then I realized he has moved on to uh, the afterlife. Who, Ah. how'd he die? You know, I, I haven't, I haven't read the Costa Rica um, obituary, oh, so I'm un, un, unclear, okay. but I, you know, probably natural causes. He was older. Oh yeah. And yeah, like so. low key. Um, anyways, Costa Rica was cool. I'm glad I stuck it out. There was a moment there where I was like, I should probably go home and report this, but I was like, but I also really want to go to the jungle and go zip lining. And like, you kind of just have to weigh it out. Today is October 30th, and you are in for quite the treat today. I'm coming to you live from inside of my walk-in closet that currently has, uh, we'll call it 10, maybe 11 shirts hanging up. Uh, there's, there's plenty of space in here. Hopefully the acoustics are better than my wardrobe. Um, and Anyways, today on the show, we have... Two, not one, but two very special guests in Lexi Ducey and Ellen Fleming. The two are the hosts of the hit political drinking podcast called Ballots and Bottles. Uh, I've actually never met either one of these ladies in person before, but after doing this interview, I feel like I've now known them for 15 years. Uh, the the two of them are, are old college friends and have an unbelievable chemistry uh, and about Close to three years ago now, they started their own podcast um, where Ellen is an expert in politics, and I'll say that Lexi is the comedic relief, um, but the two of them have formed this unbelievable uh, pairing that, that really makes for an interesting listen. And if you couldn't tell from that initial intro, the two of them are hysterical in the way that they play off each other. Uh, but I think they're also really smart in, in what they're doing with combining the world of politics with uh, drinking and uh, some of the, the playful banter that they have. Uh, you search the internet for any sort of political drinking content, and there's not a ton out there. Uh, but they're, you know, they've been doing it now for, for two-plus years and 100-plus episodes. Um, and so I think what they're doing is, is really smart. And uh, we, we cover a whole lot of everything throughout this uh, throughout this interview, I think there's some, there's plenty of laughs, but I think there's also a few, a few lessons somewhere hidden in there. We haven't found them, so if you find them, please, uh, please let us know what they are. But I think there are some, uh, some lessons to be had in, in consistency and, you know, failing your way forward uh, within this episode. So, with that, I will, I will get happily out of the way. Uh, but before I do, I would love if you can just quickly pause this episode, jump into the podcast store, subscribe to Destination Different. You know what's Subscribe to Ballots and Bottles too, and leave a five-star review. All you have to do, hit five stars, type a few little words, and then you can go, go back on your merry way. So 
please do that and then come back and give a listen to Destination Different with Lexi Ducey and Ellen Fleming of Ballots and Bottles. How did the idea for Ballots and Bottles come to be and, and why did you guys want to start it? You know, I might need to toss this right back to Ellen because she kind of she kind of peer pressured me for like two years. So Ellen and I went to college together. Ellen did like all of my homework for me. Also like let me cheat off her tests. Like basically did everything for me. But then like we would do presentations together and crush them. And we just had like this good thing where like she would help me in school and then I'd help her like at the bars, take shots. And like it worked really well. Um, and then like for two years after school, she was like, Hey, let's like, we should do a podcast. We should do a podcast. And I was like, Ellen, I can't do a podcast. She was like, no, no, we're going to do it. We're going to be fine. And I was like, I literally can't. And then she basically like held a gun to my head and like said, come to my house. And like, then we ended up recording our first episode, like three years ago, she is the mastermind behind the idea. I hate politics. I still hate politics. And two years later, I'm like, why the fuck am I still talking about politics? But like, uh, we, we, you know, we have our, we have our good days, we have our bad days and we're making it work. So I'll slide it to Ellen and she can talk about the actual idea and why she wanted to do it with me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to do, I needed to do something else because I, after college, I started working at an advertising firm and I wanted to like die like every single day. I eventually quit. And then I started working at the state house and it was like one summer and I just like, I really wanted to start a podcast and I was trying to figure out like, I wanted to do something news related and political because that's what I love. But I also hate how politics are talked about and how nasty everyone is and how no one can like let their guard down around politics. And I, so I knew I needed someone who could make it lighter and like more fun and more relatable i don't Mm -hmm. think a lot of kids our age like actually listen to the news or care about the news in a way that like is relatable to them and what they care about and like lexi said in college i did a lot of the work but whenever it came to presentations i'm i was so bad at presentations i could have like stayed up all night doing all the work and then when it came to a presentation like flunked it and lexi like she didn't have to do any of the work, but she would kill a presentation. Like she, she were good at like making up where the other one laughed. And I would so just, like, I, sing songs during presentations until the teachers were like, "All right, you're dismissed," and then we would get an A. Lexi just has a way of getting people to like like her immediately. Yep. Um, and I, again, I just was like, "We need to do this. We need to do this." She was like, "I don't have time. I don't want to do this. I don't know anything." Blah blah blah. And then I like made. My, my sister made a logo for us and like put her name in it. And I basically was like, we're doing this. And just now we're still here. Was the like promise of free booze and like putting that in there of like, Lexi, we're not going to just talk about politics. Like you can also drink. And yeah, that was that a big selling point. Like the drinking thing pulled me in right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was like, we're going to drink on each episode. And I was like, sign me up. Like, where do I have to go? Like, you know, how much, mm-hmm. you know, can I sleep over? Cause you want to be safe you know right and so, she likes attention and i like love attention yeah. like from anyone like my host dad of you course. know so um yeah ellen's basically right she literally put my name in the logo and it's like you don't have a choice because your name's in the logo which not to get off track but we typically get off track like my friend just recently sent me a text message with her wedding invitation and she said surprise and my name was listed in the wedding party and like i unclear on how to how to feel about that one <laughs> so now I'm, I'm in the wedding um she was like you, since you can't say no like you just have to buy like a dress and now she's sending us like links to dresses that are like six hundred dollars and i'm mm. like you know yeah i'm probably gonna repurpose like a halloween costume from a from a few years ago i'd be so mad if someone did that ellen tossed my name in the logo and i showed up at her house and we recorded our first episode on like i think it was like honestly might have been president's day it was president's day and we drank 40 ounces that's what lexi brought and then i accidentally deleted the entire recording i i so i did as part of my homework for this interview i did listen to a handful of episodes the one of them being the first one which was actually the second version of the first one it sounds like i wonder what did it sound terrible no it did not sound terrible at all like i i that was the first one i listened to and you guys like 
it have the same like vibes that you kind of have now where it's like Lexi's interjections are just kind of like feel seamless in the slew of the conversation. And then Ellen, you sort of just like, are like, okay, let's bring it back. Yeah. And it's, it was beautiful. Um, but I do like talking with people kind of in the starting of things with like what's gone wrong. And so obviously deleting your first episode is not like an ideal way to start things. Um, so how did that happen? And like, yeah, Ellen. Yeah, Ellen. How did that happen? Well, like, it didn't help that we were drinking forty ounces, and then Lexi told me like we had to take a shot when like we got a question wrong or something about president, and then like I had no idea how to do anything. Like, unlike you, who's like building a library before you're publishing, like our idea was to just like start. Yeah. And so I didn't know how to do literally anything, so I ended up somehow deleting it. It was terrible. I wanted to cry my eyes out. I think I took the next day off of work. I think I was up to like 4 a.m. like trying to figure out how to get it back. Yeah. And then I had to, like I had to tell Lexi and Lexi wanted to kill me. And I was like, this is the end. I so. was I was upset because like I was skeptical driving to Ellen's house that day. I was like, this seems like a lot. I don't know what's going on. But then we had so much fun. It was like a good episode. Like I felt good. You know what I mean? Like this was going to be our fun new adventure. And like, I was driving home that day and I just remember being like, oh my God, like, this is so cool. Like I have a side hustle. I'm super cool. And then Ellen was like, I deleted the episode and I was like, wow, I fucking literally hate you. <laughs> and like, my heart was just so broken in that moment. Um, because like, you can't like recreate, you know, like you just, you, I mean, it was going to be a totally different episode, a right. totally different dynamic, like totally different conversation. And like, what a waste of a fucking Saturday. Is there any world where you would say that that being deleted was like for the best? Like maybe that just wasn't, that wasn't the episode that was ready to launch. Ryan, there's a lot of episodes I wish would get deleted. Like the ones where I make racist comments, the ones where I tell people I want to get laid off, the ones where I talk actively about my sex life that's not active at all. Um, and this was the one episode where I probably actually, you know, felt most good and then boom, gone. So wow. um, my answer to that is, um, I, I guess I'm clear. I don't know. I mean, we're not my answer, so like my answer to that is we, I haven't deleted an episode since because I'm so afraid of deleting them. So, that's good. you know, it, there's a bright side. That is a, that's a plus. Like it's like, it was your little safety check and now you're exactly. smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, we've been pretty good since like we haven't deleted anything. We've the, I think the only other thing that we've maybe done once or twice is like forget to hit record yeah. for like a minute or two. But like other than that, I feel like we've got like the recording down pat. <laughs> I mean, I usually can't yes. audio for like the first 20 to 30 yep, minutes. That's always an like issue. But other than that, we're, we're pretty solid. Okay. So, I mean, in looking through like your archives, you guys have, are creeping up on like having done almost a hundred episodes at this point. Are you kidding me? I, wow. I, I, this was a very quick count, but I think I counted 93. Ryan, can you help us grow our podcast? Yeah, ditch your podcast and you can just hit your like, coattails on us. I don't even know how many episodes we've like done. I like you've done like some research that I haven't even done on our own. I can, I can, I would love to help Ballots and Bottles continue to just blossom. Like we will give you, like there's some comp package we can work out, but we need help. I can, yeah. I can try. I mean, I'm still figuring all of these things out. I just spent like three days trying to figure out how to like edit a song into uh, audio recording, which is yeah. not like as easy as it sounds. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, there's a lot of blending and mixing and cutting and I, I, we're probably still not doing it the right way, but like whatever. Mm -hmm. No, like our like intro song is, I, I think I got it off of like an app that like turns music into trap music. That's, that's, that's how it. I figured that out. And then is the, is the pouring of the liquid, like, is that actually just like oh. somebody just dumping? I that's no, no, I took that off of YouTube. That's me actually live funneling beer into my mouth. So yeah, that's well, where we got that sound effect. That's what I, that's what I figured. So uh, maybe next question for you guys, you've done almost a hundred episodes now that you didn't even know you had done. Um, but like what is next? It seems like you take taken a little bit of a hiatus, like pre-summer, but have now been kind of rolling again with with new episodes. So like with the primaries coming, with the election next year, like what what is the the plan for ballots and bottles going forward? 
Ellen? <laughs> well, yeah, we took a little hiatus. Lexi has been, um, I started a new job recently and Lexi has been traveling around the entire country every other week. Like I never know where she uh -huh. is. She's apparently in Massachusetts now. Um, she's spending all her money. So it's been a little difficult because it's just, it's hard to like yeah. get together and make it work with our schedules. Um, I'm very much looking forward to like this upcoming political season. And I think Lexi kind of just like rolls with it. Mm -hmm. And I think recently, especially like this past week, there was so much that happened that we could have talked about. Um, but like this week just wasn't happening. Like Lexi is in three different states at one time, basically. So I think once her wedding season calms down and we can really, and like I'm getting more comfortable in my job, we can plow forward. Yeah. I was talking to somebody about it and this is probably not answering your question at all. And I'm mostly just now having a conference with Ellen, but like I was talking to somebody about like how after we wrap up the chaos of whatever's happening right now, like I just, I think we need to create a vision board for our podcast, maybe restructure a little bit, reorganize, revamp. But like we were on a schedule. I mean, our, our goal is to release record and release one episode a week. Yeah. And if you look back, like we've, we've done that pretty consistently. And then obviously shit happens and like, it's hard to just get together while you're on the road um, and like make it happen. Um, and there's like a learning curve for me when it comes to politics. So if I don't have time to like sit down for at least a minute, yeah. like Ellen's like some great stuff happens this week. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but what, you know? So like, if I don't have a minute to like, wrap my head around it then I'm truly just like the ignorant asshole on the podcast right. the entire time which is like fine for 10 minutes but probably not fine for like a full episode yeah I mean I was like so impressed because I like I knew I knew you guys have been doing it for a while but as I looked back I'm like oh you, like I've been doing this for like two years now at this point like over two years and like it really is like almost every week you had been released so it's very I was very very impressed but well, it's it's almost, almost sad that like we've been doing it for this long and we're still here no like doing absolutely nothing with like uncle we're unclear on how many listeners we have yeah, we don't how know. many followers we have i just looked at your your instagram quickly you've got more followers than us so like where what's our problem there wait like, that's so sad doing we need help like we don't know what we're doing i mean i this think is you guys true. know i think you guys know exactly what you're doing sort of that's perfect. That's very on brand for us. Let's just say, I didn't know what you're doing, sort of. If I could do this like full time, I think I would have, like, I would know exactly what to do. Yeah. But like, it is so hard and I'm, I'm not complaining, but like, it is hard to like do it while working, you know, a full time job. Right. Um, so it's, we, yeah, we just need help. Can you help us? This I is actually just an interview. We're not giving, we're not. So we have, we have this Leah. I always butcher her last name, Leah Calher, Calher. Kelleher, but she's married. Yeah. Yeah, she's married. She's like in a way different point in her life than Ellen and I, and, and probably you as well. No uh -huh. She's just married, you know? She's dogs. Uh, yeah, she's got like dogs and she has oh, like that's a serious. mortgage. So like it's, you know, it's different than us, you know? So she went, we went to college with her and she like was listening to us and then she was like, hey, I'd love to help. So she definitely like steps in and helps. But I also just think she thinks we're probably hot messes. Like we don't, I mean, we're always like, Leah, can you jump in here, there, there? I mean, she's been great, but I just think we need somebody that can really like um, discipline us and yell at us yep. and like tell us that we're, Ellen usually yells at me. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's good. But we need somebody that can yell at both of us and tell us what to do. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Great. Um, Leah's not, Lee not that person. And like Leah's sweet and married and sweet. And like, we need somebody that's going to be like, you dumb bitch. You didn't do what you said you were going to do. And now, you know, I'm going to have to slam your finger in a doorway. <laughs> something I, like, I love something that. Like that. Yeah, I've gone, I've gone like the complete 180 of that where I've just been like enlisting my like little brother and his friends to help me because they're like way smarter and savvier with everything that I need to be doing than I am. How young is he? Uh, he's 22. Oh yeah. So he's yeah. older than 16. Yeah. So he's yeah. like right in that wheelhouse where he's like, he knows exactly what he's doing, but he's not like a 12 year old. Yeah. Does he jewel? He does not jewel. I'm trying to like, I think I might get into jeweling culture. It's so cool. I, you guys could do an, I mean, you could add in a, a jewel element to your, to your next episode. I've never even smoked a cigarette, but I really want a jewel. Oh, I love a good menthol. <laughs>
what I was going to say is, did you listen back? So way back when we started this, we were doing or trying it and we, we phased away from it. Like these one-off quick, like off the cuff episodes yeah. of just like random topics. And I actually think they were probably entertaining, but like, we didn't really know what the point or the purpose. So like we got, we, we've gone away from those. And I don't know if those are the right fit. I think if they're, and I think we've kind of begun to do this where we're like, use like 20 solid minutes to just talk about whatever the fuck we want and then 20 minutes to cover politics. It's kind of that, but I still do think we probably need to like reorganize and like figure out like what our actual groove is. I don't know. I fucking don't know. I mean, I I think you like, you guys are the only podcast I've ever seen that is exclusively five-star reviews. Exclusively. Yes, that is very true. We like, have that going for us. Like, I, I, I think you just way, way lean into that of like, yeah, we have entirely five-star reviews. Find another, find another podcast that has that. And they'll be like, you have 20 reviews. And we'll be like, yeah, but they're all five stars. Right. That's what I'm worried about is when, like, we get listeners. Like, are people going to be mean? Mm. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't have thick skin. Like, I actually am very sensitive. Like, things affect me. See, and that's, it's funny because you would, like, I think people would think I am the one with the thin skin and, like, I would be affected by these things, but I, I'm really not, and I'm concerned about Lexi's feelings. Yeah, yeah like, my feelings get hurt really easily. That's I'm how I'm, it's like a safety area right now where I'm like, okay, nobody is listening to me. I can kind of say and do whatever the hell I want, but if at some point I was trapped with, like, the power of, like, people actually reading or watching or listening to what I was saying, I'm like, huh, they probably would hate me. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to be hated. I don't like that. Yeah, well. See, like, Ellen could give less of a shit. She's like, if I'm famous, I don't give a fuck who hates me. Right. Well, I just feel like if you're happy with your work, that's, like, all you can be responsible for. Yeah. And people, like, on the internet are nasty. And they're nasty because, like, they, like, are sad and they don't have jobs and they don't have, like, friends. That's how I always just, like, try to insult the person back in my head. Like you just kind of have to think about it like I am still in a better position than you are. But yes. am I? Yeah. You're, you were just in Montauk last week, and of course you are. I know. You know what? You're right. I'm from the, the, uh, the upper class. You got yeah. to think about it that way. Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you. I needed that. Thank you so much for reeling me back in. So as, as you guys, um, you know, have kind of grown this over the last couple of years? Like, has there been anything that's like surprising you if somebody like reaches out or like a stranger is listening or leaves a review? Like anything along the way that have been like little road marks that you're like, oh, that was kind of, that was kind of cool. Like somebody's actually listening or paying attention to what's happening. Well, like at my last job, it was a Christmas party and we were just talking. Someone brought, like my, my close friend brought up my podcast and this guy was like, our, oh, what? Our, our podcast, our podcast. Um, and this guy who I didn't know, like he worked for another person, was like, oh yeah, balance and bottles, I love it. And I was horrified. Uh. Because I tried to keep it away from like that job as much as possible because it just like wasn't appropriate really for me to be talking about politics in that job. Um, and then I, there's also like one of our most loyal listeners is this kid I went to high school with who was like two years, maybe two or three years older than me, who we knew each other through people, but like, I never really knew him. And yeah. like, he's our number one listener. Who? I mean, we can't. Don. So, okay. Now that we're and on the Don like subject. A, and he's like hardcore, like a Trumper. Like uh-huh. he is a Trumper. And like Lexi and I, I think we try to be fair as much as we can, but we're definitely more, much more liberal than we are conservative. Yeah. So it's, I, I like the fact that we have someone who is like, like heavy the other way heavy the other way who still enjoys listening to us like i think that means that we're doing something right don uh don texted me the other day we're we're getting drinks next time i'm in boston so i thought he had a girlfriend maybe he does but that's the world we live in (laughs) so so don i didn't know don i don't even know like if we should be going throwing names out but i feel like don likes a little shout out here and there don's like, a generic name too we don't you know we, yeah. nobody don has to know who don anyone. is don doe yeah don doe um so don and i didn't really know him but i knew he listened and then he like dm'd me on twitter and he was like hey i'm in california and i was like that's awesome same you know obviously and i was like california's massive you know next thing you know i'm at a bar and he's standing behind me and like we oh. had a night so like 
fan, you know, fan came out. It was fun. So, so Don and I, yeah, we, we, uh, we go back <laughs> to, uh, we go back. I mean, Ellen and him really go back, but we go back, you know, a few months ago, I, I met him for the first time out, out in Hermosa beach. Mm-hmm. So I think the most surprising thing for me is that people from my work listen and I'm still employed. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that my, like the general counsel, like he's on our C-suite, listens to the podcast and like enjoys it. Like actively, yeah. like he pulled me in his office yesterday and was like, close the door. Like, hey, like I love what you're doing. You know, you do good work here. What you do on the side is whatever. But like, you know, if you want to make money, like you've, figure out how to make money. And then maybe, you know, maybe you leave, you know, like right. the fact that somebody in my own company is like, that's like wild to me. Like, I don't know that other companies or maybe, I mean, I don't know if they'd be cool with it or not, but it's kind of mind blowing to me. It is. It is reassuring when you're like, you have somebody who gives their blessing, I think in some yeah. capacity, mm-hmm. like even if it is right. a general council member at your company company yeah definitely yeah. I mean there's definitely a few episodes where I feel like I like directly have I don't know you know we're gonna leave that we're gonna leave that untouched <laughs> is there like in obviously I think part of the thing of like putting content on the internet is that it can like it's there forever it's kind of scary like right. is the, how many of the we'll say 93 episodes that you've recorded are you like Mm, I don't like that I said that, or I wish we had taken that out. Like, are there, do you guys censor yourselves at all? Like when in the edit, like, how do you handle that? 93 episodes, I believe that are probably toxic to my personal and professional brand. I agree. Like, so with, uh, what happened with Chris Cuomo this week and how he like went off after being like videotaped with someone calling him Fredo. Yep. And then like, it comes out that he like, like 10 years ago called himself Fredo and other people call him Fredo. And I know Lexi has no idea what I'm talking about, but like, I was like, I would say I love a good Alfredo sauce and that's (laughs) offensive. And it's like, it's only, I, and I saw that and I was like, it is only a matter of time before this comes and bites me in the butt. And like, we do edit our podcast and we try our best to like take out what's what's I mean it's probably shocking but we do actually take out like bad things um because we're just like casual and joking around so we know that like it may come off as like not casual and joking right. around. Just we know each other doesn't mean the world like whoever is listening knows us um but yeah I do feel like one day it will come and bite me in the butt mm-hmm. but we also say in every podcast like we're not even like we're just talking as best we can yeah and like I change my opinion every other day. I'm never like a full-blown Democrat. I'm never a full-blown Republican. Like I'm just trying to like make it through. Yeah. I mean, I like, so the tagline is what? Serious subjects, careless coverage. Yes. Like I like that because I think it immediately gives you like a little bit of leeway of like, we're doing the best we can. We're trying to be funny about this and like give some sort of opinion. But at the end of the day, it's not like, this isn't the end of the world. Right. And I, well, people like die on the sword for their like political beliefs. And it's like, things change all the time. Like there are obviously some things I think we probably all like believe in a political atmosphere that will never change. But like, I, I don't like this whole, like, I think Lexi and I could like literally become famous overnight if we decide to be like hardcore right wingers. The way right. that like a lot of like young women have, but it's just like, it's not real. Right. And so I think it's nice that we like actually discuss like real humans. Well, I, and I think sometimes I think the, the editing is necessary because like at the end of the day, if this doesn't, you know, work out, well, like, that's the thing. We don't necessarily know what we're looking to get from this. I think it's fun. I think like I look at it as like possible, even professional development. If I wanted to go into media, like I have yeah. podcasting experience, whatnot. Right. I think ideally it'd be cool to have like a fan base and make this something where we're profiting, even if it's still a side hustle. Mm-hmm. But I guess my point is at the end of the day, like we can't, we can't afford to um, hurt our professional brand. So like, we have to be careful about what we're saying because yeah. like you said, right. You just had this interview and they're like, why'd you talk about, you know, you're the shitty Airbnb, you know, it's not appropriate. Right. So I guess what I'm getting at is like, 
I think sometimes it could hurt us that we filter ourselves or edit because I think the most successful people in podcasts are just mm-hmm. unfiltered. You look at people like Daddy Gang. I don't listen, but they've got an unreal following because they say what everyone else is thinking yeah. and it's distasteful and disgusting. But at the end of the day, we're all like, you know what? <laughs> That's how we're I think. All, yeah. We can level with it, you know? And like, they're not afraid to just be that. Mm-hmm. But like, we quite literally can't be that because like, we don't, have a fallback we so like, need, we, like we need a like, job maintain right. a little bit of like of our own integrity and I also don't want to be that person like you know at the end of the day like I I um like respect who I am so like I don't want to like truly like um just like offend anybody totally yeah I think that's fair I don't know. so you guys obviously there's maybe things that you're like edit out or is there a on the other side of things, is there like a favorite episode that you guys have done where you're like, fuck, we were really just going here or this was special or people really enjoyed it? Like, was there one thing that stands out over the last two years that was exceptional? I don't know if people enjoyed it, but like I very much enjoyed like we did this episode and didn't mean to like get into like gynecology, but we started talking about like going to the gynecologist. Do you remember this? Lexi? Yeah, for sure. And it was just I thought it was so funny because I don't I don't know I think it's I don't talk about going to the gynecologist with like my friends or like my right. sister or whatever but like somehow we got brought up and it was like oh we all have well maybe not you but like <laughs> me and Lexi and like women all have this same shared experience no one is talking about and it was just funny that we somehow like worked that into a podcast on politics yeah yeah it worked it worked. That's what I, that's, yeah, I can't like recall a specific episode, I don't think, but I think that the best episodes are the ones where like, yeah, obviously we have to follow somewhat of an agenda, but like we have the flexibility to spin off and like, just talk about like these relatable things that like women or people in general deal with that like make the podcast like a little bit of current events and just a little bit of like whatever random bullshit that we're all dealing with. Yeah. Um, so over the course of your guys's like, time like it seems like you've had a couple of some guests kind of coming in and out I believe you guys had an intern intern Sean at some point like how have you how have you brought other like how have I guess more so like how have your friends and family been like supportive of you guys doing this I always find it an interesting question to ask because there's like there's some people that I've talked to they're like oh yeah my dad fucking hates that I quit my job or there's like other people who are like oh yeah my mom like is helping package shirts like so how is how have your family and friends been as far as like supporting the show? Well, like my friends just don't listen to the podcast mm-hmm. at all. I don't know how many times I like try to force them to. Um, probably, I don't know. I don't know if you'd want to like hear your friend just like talking. They can hear me talk whenever they want. Right. Um, at the beginning, I told my parents and my family they weren't allowed to listen to the podcast because I wanted to be able to talk the way that I talk to friends. And yeah. I, I do like censor myself around my family. Um, it, just like in a respectful manner, like we're very kind of old school like that. Yeah. And then they started listening and I was like, listen, you can listen, but like you cannot say anything back to me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want critique. I don't want like your opinion. I don't want to know you were offended. If you want to listen, like that's on you. Yeah. Uh, I probably need to do more of that. I think. Yeah. And it's only come to like bite me in the butt, like maybe once or twice. And I just like shut those down real quickly. Like yeah. I, like you just can't listen to the podcast then. Um, but as like, I do recall like a, like you throwing a fit one time when your mom told you you listened. Oh she, yeah. We like didn't. Like you threw a fit. I threw, I threw a fit, but like, it's hard because I live at home. Mm-hmm. So I can't really be mad at the person who's providing me free housing and food. Right. Um, but our parents recently met each other this summer and it was I, like, I had that written down as a question. I did want to ask about this. Oh, they wanted to like, they were like, let's, let's do this all together. Like they became yeah, they, the facts of friends. They're, uh-huh. they're friends. Yeah. They're friends for life. They're friends of the podcast. They, yeah, they're, they're committed to our success. And I think it's only because we haven't fucked up enough yet. Like we're still employed. Like we're still like the, you know, independent. Like until we fuck up, like there's no reason not to like support the podcast. Yeah, like right yeah. now it's relatively harmless. Right. It's like, right. Low risk. Like we're okay. We're doing it. You know, my dad. Yeah. I don't know if my parents listen. Like I like, listen. they must because like my mom knew I got a tattoo and she was like, Oh, it's the one episode I turned on. But like, 
I mean, I feel like parents are nosy anyways. Like when my kids are like out playing with their friends, I'm for sure going to go through their bedroom. Yeah. So like, what's it? It's no different for our parents to like pop on our podcast to hear what's going on in our life. I mean, my roommate, Heather, who's I've talked about on every episode, she's like a, like a friend, literal, like guest of the podcast without being yeah. a guest of the podcast. I mean, her family literally tunes in every week to get updates on Heather because Heather's like this monotone bitch and her parents are like, how are you? And Heather's like, good. So, you know, her parents want to know what's going on in Heather's life. So where do they get that source of information? From you, of course. Ballots and bottles. Ballots and bottles. Mm-hmm. So, and I think Ellen's point about, and Ryan, you probably even experienced this too. Like, I think that like my friends don't listen. I have a couple of friends that will listen, um, but for the most part, they don't. And I think it's because like they can listen to us whenever they want. Right. So why tune in to our podcast? So I feel like we're developing parasocial relationships with people on the internet, but like, there's no need for our direct friends to be like, yeah, listening to us here. But I'm like, can you just subscribe and like, right. you know, fast forward through the episode just so we can get the metrics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think most of my friends like have like maybe follow me on Instagram, but like have all of my stories muted. And like the only time I'll ever get any sort of feedback from them will be like, wow, done. This was really shitty. Or like, this was horrible. Like, why are you doing this? And that's about the extent of the the support I get from like my best friends. Oh yeah, like when right. something eventually hits the fan and one of us says something that we like shouldn't have said, like all my friends will listen then. Right. Well, yeah, yeah like, like when you guys are like getting plastered all over Fox News and they're like, oh yeah, the ballots right. and bottles girls, like here they are. Like that right. is when everybody's gonna be like, oh uh, yeah, I've been listening all along. It's like when you bring your report card home and you have like, I mean, this is hypothetical because I definitely didn't have all A's, but like all A's and like one C. And like, apparently the A's meant jack shit because everyone's like, how the fuck did you let yourself get a fucking C? Uh-huh. It's like people focus on the problem, not like everything good that's happening. So yeah, once we like do something real messed up, everyone's going to be like, oh, did you hear about ballots and bottles? Right. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like all PR is good PR. So yeah. like, let's go, you know? I, I am curious to ask about this because it's sort of in the lane of like internet fame, but Ellen, I have to ask about your like brief moment of being a millionaire and being internet famous. Uh, we will obviously link the, I'll put the tweet in this interview here somehow, but how, what, how was that? How'd that happen? Yes. I was famous for 48 hours. Um, so someone accidentally screwed up at TD Ameritrade and transferred a million dollars, like a little bit over a million dollars into this account that I don't use. The account had like $50 in it. And I got a call and it said, you know, the transfer went through and I had no idea what could have happened. Like yeah. My first thought was like, oh, maybe my mom like transferred money into my account. But that's weird because that account like doesn't, I don't use it. Yeah. Um, so I went and I looked and it was over a million dollars. And I called the person back because I was like, well, actually I called my mom first to be like, did, did you do something <laughs> stupid? Like, did you mean to give me like 10 bucks and you put in like a, a bunch million. of euros um you think your parents have a million dollars laying on hand that's a real question no like i thought like they somehow like accidentally like put in a bunch of zeros and then they were gonna overdraw by like a million dollars they were gonna get the overdraft fee yeah and my mom was like i I don't know and then i was like oh my god someone must have died and left me a million dollars like best case scenario yep but like i don't have rich family and so um I called back and I was like, I just like curious, like who gave me this money? Like I, it's fine. Like I'll right. take it, but like, I just want to know. And they were like, you don't know, don't touch that money. We have to look into this. Blah, 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 blah. And then I tweeted it. And, um, like a few local reporters follow me on Twitter, um, just from like work and things like that. So someone picked it up. Um, and then again, like someone else picked it up, someone else picked it up. And then yeah. like before we knew it, like I was on Fox news and I was like getting calls. I was getting calls at like 4am from like radio stations in Nashville who like wanted to talk to me. Yeah. Insane. And I was getting like 3 million DMS from like Saudi Arabia, India, Australia, like all over the world in like 99% of them were so overly nice. They were so nice. But then some of the comments on like the articles were so, so disgusting yeah. and like so terrible. Um, but like, it was like the best 48 hours of my life. Just, I mean, it's gotta be just like a absolute high where you're like just checking every social media platform at all times. Like you're just getting weird requests. 
Well, I was so afraid because I thought that was the moment when like someone was going to dig up a tweet from like when I was in college that, you know, I wrote a song lyric or I said something that was like not okay to say when I had like four followers. Yeah. Like someone's going to dig it up because these people, for some reason in the Middle East, thought I was like a hero, like yeah. the saint of the saint. And then someone's going to dig up some tweet I said in like my entire life is going to be ruined. Yeah. So yeah, definitely um, that like, she definitely had like a little bit of like an ego those 48 hours like she wasn't really answering my texts and she's like mm -hmm. sorry like I'm kind of like managing my like dms yeah like I wasn't like trying to talk to poor people yeah like yeah. I like interviewed her on like a special podcast episode and she was just like <laughs> yeah and I was like okay like when are we gonna get grounded here again yeah no money changes you right yeah it does I still can't believe that the Ellen Fleming didn't like wire transfer you like a couple bucks just to say hey thanks for doing the right thing. so like that's if it were me like that one million dollars would have been an oversight like i would have told nobody and i just would have been like oh my god if somebody questioned me about it i'd be like i didn't even notice it was like in my account yeah. like i'm so so td ameritrade is the absolute worst bank in the entire world because not only did they screw that up apparently they wired so this wire was supposed to go to an Ellen Fleming in Florida okay. who is living the life and they sent it to me in Massachusetts and then they like didn't let me even collect the interest on the money that was there for like two minutes which would have been like ten dollars right and then they called and left a voicemail for me to call a 1-800 number to like change my information so it wouldn't get hacked yeah I'm like, like this is your fault you it's like give me the CEO's number or like a bank manager's number to change my information. I feel like this is a good opportunity to say uh, we're open to sponsorship. So bank of America, um, if you want to, like we are open now that we've completely shit on TD Ameritrade. Like we're open to sponsorships from, from elsewhere. Yeah. I was going to say how awkward this was because this is a, a TD Ameritrade uh, podcast. So I love TD Ameritrade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, TD. I used to have TD Ameritrade, and they never did me dirty, so I'm a big right. supporter of TD Ameritrade. They also never gave you a million dollars either. That's also true. <laughs> um, so I'll I'll try and wrap things up here, maybe a little bit. Uh, Lexi, you you gave me a fantastic travel story at the start, and I do like to ask these, like it's a total curveball out of what we've been talking about. But do either of you, in your podcasting adventures, like obviously for a while, you guys were both in Massachusetts. Lexi, you're now in California. Mm -hmm. Like, have you guys traveled together at all to do the podcast? Have you, do you have any stories of like you guys going anywhere together, maybe just not related to the podcast? Like any travel stories that really stand out for the, for the ballots and bottles team? Well, we went on spring break together and mm -hmm. that was a very classic spring break, but most recently we went to Mexico together. Okay. Um, and we did a little video there. Not really but a little bit because apparently like we, it was, it was, a, it was a wild trip. Yeah. And I will say in that trip, we did have a very interesting experience. Do you know what I'm talking about, Lexi? We had like 13 different interesting experiences. Well, I'll start off the night. We got out of the, we went to like the biggest tourist bar in, uh, where were we? Cabo San Lucas. Probably so, like a senior frogs. It was yeah. just like that. It, okay. I don't know, but we did go there, but we went to one just like that. And so we get out and this man like takes my hand, like helping me out of the van. And I'm like, wait, you're not our van driver. And then he was asking us all like Molly, cocaine, ecstasy. And I was like, oh, shit. so I like, grabbed my purse and put it over me. I'm like, at least if someone steals my purse, like they'll, we'll see it happen at least. Right. We look down the street and there's just like all men dressed in all black, like clearly all drug dealers, just like standing on the corner waiting for people and I thought it was so odd because like you know in the United States they usually like hide mm -hmm. but like in Mexico I guess you don't have to hide and uh later that night when we were coming home we were from the bar that same bar there was like police and we were being like um in the van like being like pushed over to the side of the street to like go by this little crime scene yeah and there was just a dead body in the street oh do you yeah. remember that Lexi yeah, I, I I was drunk, but I do remember that it was. Um, Usually, you don't forget was, things like that. I hope. No, that stays with you, you know. And it was just like a pedestrian, like directing traffic around the body. Mm -hmm. uh, just overall weird experience, you know, like um, unclear as to why he was there, unclear as to what had happened. 
unclear as to why a pedestrian was the one directing traffic, unclear as to why there was no uh, police officials there. Mm -hmm. um, general confusion. Yeah. So, um, I will say, you know, going back to Ellen's earlier statement, yeah, you know, the, the, the drug dealers, they were very chivalrous. Very uh, polite. Offered us a hand out of the cars. They looked at, you know, for a minute there, they were like, Molly. And I was like, no, Lexi. You know, I thought they were, you know, right. trying to- engage yeah. You know, right, and then I, then I obviously understood, mm -hmm. and then it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. I was already in the bar, and it would have been weird if I went out. <laughs> so, uh, weird. Um, but uh, that Ellen and I, that's really it for, for traveling. Yeah, besides the classic, like, Bahamas spring break 2014. Yeah. Um, Again, we are looking for people to pay for us to travel and mm -hmm. record from literally any location. I would love, love more than anything to go to Milwaukee for the DNC. That would be amazing. I could see, like, you guys seem like you have the chemistry where I could see you guys doing, like, live shows in, like, strange, small towns of America. I, I can would see that. Love more than anything to, like, go to the DNC or the RNC, but... I say the DNC because it's in Milwaukee and that's where Alexi's family is from. So it seems more attainable yep. and just like interview people on the street, like the crazies who go there. Yep. So I'm, I don't know yeah, how I'm you haven't booked the flights yet already. I, yeah, I don't know. Like if I can like manage like paying that much for um, like 20 viewers to see it, but like, you know, if it could happen, I would love to go. Okay. Fair. All right. Well, I'll, I'll ra we'll wrap it up with that. Um, so where can, you know, listeners of this podcast can find you guys. It's ballots and bottles on Instagram, right? And where else can they find you guys? Where's the best place? Like just the internet. Just like, I feel like this is like a very, like people are always like, where can we find you? And I'm like, like literally on the internet. Like, I, you know, like we're not, I don't really, do we need to go through the platforms? I mean, yes. we're trying to figure out Spotify. So Ryan, if you can help with that, that'd be cool. Okay. The podcast app on your phone, we can confirm we're on. Yes. Yep. We list our episodes in SoundCloud. So if you're like from the 1980s and still use SoundCloud as like an active audio platform, you can find us there. Mm -hmm. and then, um, the Google search engine typically will bring our episodes up as okay. well. And I would um, appreciate like people following me personally so I can become an influencer and quit my job so I can hawk like beauty products yep. um, at Ellen Flem. And then Lexi, what's yours? My handle is at Lexi Ducey. That's L-E-X-I, D as in David, U-S-S-I. It's beautiful. All right, well, thank um, you guys so much for coming on. This was, this was amazing. Before we let you go, a quick message from our sponsor. Today's episode of Destination Different is brought to you by TD Ameritrade. Are you tired of opening up your bank account and seeing nothing in there? Well now, for a limited time only, you can open a checking account with TD Ameritrade and instantly be entered for the chance to have $1 million deposited into your account. That's right, $1 million. Just simply set up an account online and put your PIN to be Y-O-P-R-O, -O. and you might wake up tomorrow with a bank account full of Benjamins. Don't be a sad poor slob forever. With TD Ameritrade, you can be a sad rich slob. Enter today for your chance to win. Restrictions and limitations may apply. Must be 18 years of old to be eligible. Offer not valid to those who have opened an account with Bank of America, Citizen Bank, Chase Bank, Wells Fargo, Rockland Trust, Quincy Savings Bank, J.P. Morgan, City Bank, Northern Trust, Santander, People's United Bank, East Cambridge Saving Bank, Eastern Bank, and other accounts with TD Ameritrade. Okay, thank you. If only the advertisers were real, or paid real money. But what can you do? We're still in week three, so. For now, you get fake advertisements. But in all seriousness, for something real, I do want to give a real quick shout out to, uh, one, everyone who has tuned in and listened to the Destination Different podcast. It has been awesome to hear people who have reached out with feedback, uh, you have you may have noticed I even took some of that feedback to heart uh, with the the intros and outros. I've been trying to keep them less scripted and more conversational this week. So hopefully that is something that's appreciated and I can continue to get better at going forward. Uh, but also, more importantly, a, 
a huge, huge, huge thank you to Lexi and Ellen for joining me on the show this week. They were incredibly gracious with their time. One in spending probably a half an hour while I struggled to try and figure out how to make a video conference, be able to record all of our voices. Um, but then giving me another hour of their time after that to talk about their struggles and, and tell me their stories. And, uh, it was, it was great getting to know them and I really do appreciate them, them hopping on the show. So, you know, as I, as I leave here, uh, and if you want to keep up with one, what pallets and bottles are doing, be sure to give them a follow. Um, but if you want to keep up with what's going on at destination different, you know, I think all the, all the updates on the, on the podcast front will be posted to the YoPro website at yoproco.com. We've had a wild surge of traffic recently. Um, so let's keep that thing going. And then of course, um, you can find us in here in the podcast app and the Spotify store. You can find us on Stitcher, whatever the hell that is. I, you can get me in your ears wherever you listen to your podcast. So um, be sure to find it and, and share it along. I've, I've really appreciated uh, all the feedback that's been coming through. So with that, I will say adios and see you next Wednesday. Stay with Just a couple hours I can't tell the difference Between what's fake and what's been missing Often I'm misunderstood So I'm looking for a better me This is your love song, baby I hope that you know the world